Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week 13 of Spirit Katana. I am one of your hosts, the old man. I'm Ruby. And I'm Jadefire. And together we are on a journey through the New Testament, uh, which has taken us halfway through 2 Corinthians. We will be wrapping up 2 Corinthians, uh, the last five chapters today, along with the first chapter of Galatians. We're starting to get all wonky in where things are going to line up, but... That's just what we got going on. We've had a lot of crazy stuff going on lately, so we're only six chapters this week. Um, let's get started. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Jadefire, what do you have? Um, uh, on verse 2 on chapter 9. For I know your eagerness to help, and I have been boasting about it to the... Canaanites, telling them the last city, last year you in Acania were ready to give, and your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action. I mainly, because he said, he specifically said that he's boasting, and we're not supposed to be boasting um, exactly, except in the word of God. Well, he's Boasting that they're um ready, that they're doing such good work in God and yeah, we're supposed to be boasting about God and His work and His glory. So he's he's boasting in a good way. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was boasting about. Oops. No, it's fine. It's well, good. So... To, you do know that we're not supposed to boast of our own abilities or whatever because we don't do anything except through God. And he's boasting about someone else, not about himself. Right. He's not That's being also self-centered. a little bit different. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, Ruby? Oh, um, that was one of the highlights I had, actually. Um, then verse 6 and 7, I believe. Uh, yes. Here's my point. A stinging sorrow will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let giving flow from your heart from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious gener- generous, gen- generosity. Um, the last little sentence there, gener- or hilarious generosity, what does it mean by that? For God loves a cheerful giver. Hilarious seems like a weird word. But it means cheerful giver. Uh, yeah, I think cheerful giver is what okay. more the idea. Like, to be happy in giving. That makes sense, then. Not to be laughing like a fool while giving. <laughs> 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 Alright. Um, any other highlights from either of you to on chapter 9? Not really. I didn't have a lot in this one. How no, about you? I only had one. Okay. I had... 
None. All right, moving on. Okay. Chapter 10. I do have some highlights on this one, but All we'll right, see what you, you get. start. I have a highlight on the first one. Oh, well, then you start. Um, I, Paul, who am timid, won face-to-face -face with you, but bold went away. Um, a lot like when I am memorizing my verses, and then I quote to, um, to myself perfectly, like word perfect, and then I'm reading it on the way to go quote it to someone, and then I start quoting, and I have no idea what I'm saying. Like, mm. I'm scared that I might mess it up, stuff like that. When it says that I am timid and bold, are those in quotation marks? Uh, yeah. It seems to suggest that people have claimed that he's timid when face-to-face, -face, but bold went away. So, like, oh, he's too afraid to t tell us things face-to-face, -face, but he'll say all kinds of big stuff while he's away, which is how a lot of people can be. But it seems like those are maybe more accusations towards him. Gotcha. Kind of trying to drag him down because they don't necessarily like the letters he's written, especially 1 Corinthians. There's a lot of correction in 1 Corinthians. <laughs> but he's like... Uh, but he's Not talking about by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you. And he even that? says right after that, I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who th th think that we live by the standards of this world. So he doesn't want to have to be basically harsh to them. <laughs> not even harsh, but just really strict with some of the correction. Uh, my, my highlights, I uh, have a couple, are 10 and 11. Um... 10 says, for some say, his letters are weighty and forceful, forceful, but in person he is unimpressive and has and his speaking amounts to nothing. See? Another example of the timid and bold went away in there. 11. Such people should realize that what we are in our letters when we are absent, we will be in our actions when we are present. Because, yes, I can find it sometimes easier to be bold in writing and not so bold in speaking because I'm a little less sure of my words. I have time to think about things when I'm writing. But if I've already written them down and thought it through, then I can also speak them a lot more clearly when I'm in person because now you know what I've had to say. So when I show up, I will probably be as bold as what my letter says because you already know what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. All right. Uh, what about your highlights, Ruby? Okay. We're in verse, or chapter 11, right? Or 9. Chapter 9, right? No, we're on chapter 10. I like verse 8 and 9. Oh, so right before my two verses. <laughs> I am not ashamed, even if I've come across as one who has overstated the authority given to us by the Lord. For it is the authority to, uh, authority to help build you up, not tear you down. I don't want to seem as though I'm trying to bully you with my letters. I think this kind of goes to what you guys were saying. We're like, he's not trying to be mean or harsh. He's mm -hmm. just trying to add a little correction, but there's a lot of correction needed, so he has to put a little more. Yep, there's got to be some oomph. Got to knock out that stuff that really shouldn't be there. So Yes, yes. All right. Any other highlights? Not really. I had a lot last time. Oh. All right, yeah. moving on to chapter 11. I have one in verse one. Is that it? Uh, no. That's oh, oh you were just saying that you have one at the top. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've actually well, got big chunks towards the end. Good, because I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Now, please bear with some of my craziness for a moment. Yes, please be patient with me. I like how he's like asking me in the letter, like being polite, even in the letter, like having manners or something. Just like, please, just listen to me for a minute, like. Yeah. Even if I'm going to be, might even sound crazy, but please listen. Then I have one in verse seven. Have I committed a sin by degrading myself to dignify you? Was I wrong to preach the gospel to God to you free of charge? I like how he's like, I'm not doing any sin here. I'm just trying to preach the gospel to you. Yeah, but he's also like pointing out what he did. Like, is it sin for me to lower myself just so that you would be in order to elevate you by preaching the gospel free of charge? Like, he's not even. And, like, after that, he's like, I robbed other churches by receiving support from them as so as to serve you. Because mm-hmm. he's not asking for anything from them. Right. Because I think that's all over First Corinthians, too, where he, like, worked as a tent maker and stuff so that they had no claim against him. Mm-hmm. Um, and next. I've still got more yep. comments. Um, verse 22 and 23. Are these... A Super apostles of yours, Hebrews, I and two. Are the they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? Me too. Are they servants of the anointed one? I am beside myself when I speak this way, but I am much more of a servant than they. I have worked much harder for God, taken more beatings, and been dragged to more prisons than they. I've been flogged exclusively multiple times, even to the point of death. I like how he's just um saying that he's been tortured for God, but he keeps doing it. And um, I like how he's like, are these super apostles? Like, are they Hebrews? Are they like these amazing people? And he's like, but I'm pretty good because I mean, like, I'm been dragged and beaten. Yeah, he, he's talking about the other people that they cl- claim are super apostles. Like, these people are these. And he's like, well, aren't, don't I meet the same criteria and qualifications of these people that you call super apostles? So, yeah. So, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then even just calling out, so am I? Or, so am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. I'm this. I'm this. And, I qualify. And most importantly, are they servants of Christ? It's like, I qualify. All right. Well. Moving on to chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Do you have any highlights? I do. Ooh. So, first we have the beginning. Uh, I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. I did not highlight this because I have any great insight to this. I highlighted it because I thought it was interesting to describe something such as the third heaven. Like, what is that? I don't know. Because <laughs> I thought there would just be, like, a new heaven. I don't understand. Which verse is that? Uh, verse 2 is where it says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the th- caught up to the third heaven. Oh, yeah, mine says the third heaven, too. Yeah, it's just very interesting. I, I, I just, just something to ponder. I don't know. I, I don't really know what it means. I just thought it was interesting. Huh. And what exactly yeah. it was caught up to the third heaven. Because, I mean, we've had, like, 
Usually people die and then they go to heaven. So did he die? I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. Then also verse 6. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. So like he wouldn't be really off for boasting because he's doing what he's like. He's speaking truth. Mm-hmm. It's not really boasting, but he doesn't want people to think more of him than they should. Like, we've had examples where they felt, in Acts, I think, where they felt they were gods. <laughs> it's like, stop, yes. we're not. So, he tries to be humble and make sure that the people don't think of him that way. It's because of miracles. It's not like he was boasting when he when they were calling him gods. Yep. Those are my highlights in chapter 12. Um... I've got one main one in verse 21. I believe that's the end of the chapter. Otherwise, it goes to 22. Um, I'm actually afraid that on my next visit, my God will humble me in front of you as I shed tears over those who keep sinning without repenting of their impurity, sexual immorality, and provision. Events of sexual sin. And debauchery, in which they have indulged. You're reading NIV, right? Correct. Me too. Yep. But that's fine. Uh, sexual sin and sexual immorality. Same, same thing. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to be humbled by the fact that and grieved that they are still doing terrible things. But he fears that that could happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is that what you have for 12 then? Yep. All right. Chapter 13 and the end of Second Corinthians. Some final warnings. Uh-oh. Um... I've got one in verse one. Okay. Um, this will be my third trip to you, and I will make sure that by the testimony of two or three witnesses, every matter will be confirmed. Um, I like how he's like, this will be my third trip, and I'm going to make sure everything is finalized and confirmed. Yeah. Like, if you have questions, bring them, and we'll confirm them. But I just also appreciate every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. It can't just be one person saying it. Mm-hmm. There's some protection in that. All right. Not that people can conspire and whatever. But mm-hmm. I've uh, got verse 4 next if you... Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. For although he was crucified as a weakling, now he lives robbed with God's power. And we also are weak ones in our co-crucifixion with him. But now we live in God's triumphant power together with him, which is demonstrated on your behalf. Um, I, I don't know how to describe it. I just like the verse and um, how they're like, especially the end of it. But like, but now we live in God's triumphant power together with him, which is demonstrated on your behalf. Like how they're just, they were weak uh, or like we all were weak almost and uh, sinning and well, everything. Not just were, and... we are weak in him. Yes. Just like he was crucified in weakness. But we, but he lives by God's power and we, by God's power, also live with him. God's triumphant power is what mine says. Yeah, and I know. I, I know like yours adds some uh, adjectives. <laughs> well, I just think I, I like that just triumphant. A describing word. Right. I forgot about those. You've done some mad libs. Come on. <laughs> I just forgot. That's how I learned most of my uh, English words like that, like um, yep. like what they mean, like nouns, adjectives, adverbs. Oh man, 
Uh, I love Mad Libs. Anyway, uh, do you have anything bef- anything else before verse 10? Verse 8. Okie doke. For in reality, the power we have is used in support of the truth, not against it. Um, I like how they're saying the power that they have, which is so little compared to God's, really. But, like, the power they have is used to support and encourage people in the truth. And they're not against it. They're with it, and they're well, trying they cannot to. Be, for we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. Then I have some things after 10, but you have 10? Yeah, this is why I write these things when I am absent, that when I come I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority. The authority the Lord gave me for building you up, not for tearing you down. Yes. And so, yeah, he's, he doesn't want to have to be harsh when he's there. He doesn't want to have to be, quote-unquote, bold there. He wants to be, quote-unquote, timid. <laughs> but he just wants to be able to be gentle and build them up after telling them, hey, knock this stuff up so we can, you know, start growing. <laughs> and then I liked 12. Greet and embrace one another with the sacred kiss. I like how they're like, I like how it's like um, just greeting each other with joyfulness and like love yep. almost. Yeah, that's good. Then I liked, which one is it? I think it's 14. To the end of the chapter. Okay. Now may the grace and joyous flavor or favor of the Lord Jesus Christ, the unambiguous love of God, and the precious communion that we share in the Holy Spirit be yours continually. Amen. Um, I mainly like how the communion that we share in the Holy Spirit be yours. Like, do it with us. Do it as well or whatever. Yep. Ah. That's all I have. Nice. I think you were trying to say magnanimous. Unanimous. Magnanimous. Huh? Oh, un. Oh, unambiguous. I see. Unambiguous. Unambiguous. Yeah. My one that like I don't like the the added adjectives are fine. I I don't have like a huge issue, but it's just weird to me because I'm like the love of God is pretty solid. I don't need the unambiguous love of God or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. It kind of goes back to like the let your yes be yes, your no be no. Don't mm. be adding all these extra yep. flowery words or whatever. Yeah. Um, or even the verse about prayer is people praying with so many words and long speeches or whatever. It's just like, you know, let your words be few. Just say it. Get to the point, you know? We don't fair- need all the flowery extra words. It's how words. the Pharisees were doing. We're like, I'm yeah. amazing and praying so great in front of everyone. Yeah. Anyway. And now Galatians one. So this is now he's writing to somebody else. I church in Galatia. Practically the entire chapter. I think. Oh, <laughs> you really like this one, huh? I guess so. Well, I will just cover the one that I highlighted here specifically, which is verse ten. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God, or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Just a good recognition that we're not supposed to be bending over backwards to make people happy. We don't mm-hmm. c- not tell them what they're doing wrong just because we want them to be happy. We need to we need to confront the sin where it is. <laughs> yes. But yes. do it lovingly. Build mm-hmm. up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, are those all the other highlights? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. 
I'll probably just go over a few of my big ones because if I went through the whole chapter, that take a little while. Sounds good. Um, and I'd have to it's definitely going to be a shorter um, uh, episode anyway, so feel free. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start with eleven to thirteen. Eleven to thirteen. Beloved. Ones, uh, let me repeat empathetically that the gospel entrusted to me was not given to me by any man. No one taught me this revelation, for it was given to me directly by the unveiling of Jesus Christ. By now you have heard stories of uh, how sev- severely I harassed and persecuted Christians, and how sympathetically I ende- endeavored to destroy God's church all because of my radical devotion to the Jewish religion. I like the one part in here, how at the beginning of 13, it's just, um, he's like, I have been very cruel to Christians that I used to be, and like, he tortured them and stoned them and whatnot. But now he is in the opposite spot. Yeah. Uh, then I also highlighted verse 9. I'm going backwards. Oh, so I see. Let me make it clear. Anyone, let me make it it clear. Anyone, no matter who they are, that brings you a different gospel than the gospel that you have received, let them be commended and cursed. Uh, Condemned and cursed. Condemned and cursed. Commended is a good thing. (laughs) He's saying commended a lot. Well, sometimes he says commended, probably. Something like it, anyway. But when he's saying... He wouldn't say commended and cursed. That, that sounds like opposing ideas. Yes. All right. Anything else in Galatians 1? Um, let's go to verse... Just a minute. Um, verse 17. Verse 17. And I had no desire to run to Jerusalem and try to impress those who had become apostles before me. Instead, I withdrew into the Arabian, Arabia. Arabian desert. Then I returned to Damascus, where I had first encountered Jesus. Um, If they've already heard about um, how he used to harass and persecute Christians, would they have heard the story about how he became a Christian? Uh, a lot of people knew about him persecuting Christians, before he even became a Christian. So, like, I remember everybody was scared when he showed up, and he was, oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, no, I don't, I'm not going to go talk to him. He's like, no, 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 God, God's saying that you can talk to him, trust me. <laughs> yes, okay. So, yeah, not everybody has heard of his conversion necessarily. Okay, then I had verse 23 to the end. Okay. The only thing they heard about me was this. Our former enemy, who once brutally persecuted us, is now preaching the good news of the faith that he tried to destroy because of the transformation that took place in my life. They praise God even more. Yep. Yeah, those were the what the churches in Syria and Cilicia. I think it's Cilicia. Cilicia, whatever it is. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. Mm-hmm. They only heard the report now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His uh his conversion and his like everybody knew what he did and then they're like, Wait, 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 he's preaching the same stuff that he was trying to destroy? That was that that got people to listen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Alright, so what is our application this week, folks? 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Oh, um, not to be boastful. Not to be boastful. But to boast only in the good things. Boast in the Lord. All right, and what about you, Ruby? Huh. <laughs> I'm bad about thinking about applications. Yeah, you need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think a good application for you is to not try to win the approval of human beings. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's a good idea, too. Um, yeah. You should be winning God's approval, working for him. Um, what? That reminds me of a sign I um, saw at TFC. Yep. Um, it said, "Don't shine so that others see you, uh, um, but shine so that others may see Him." Yes, you are a light unto the world, so that others may see God's glory in you. Everybody, I think we're actually just blessing us. Now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, can it be later? Um. <sighs> For me, I think it's um, to take on that more timid role when I need to, and to not have to be harsh when I'm in my use of authority, which particularly means with you kiddos, um, and try to build you up, not just tear you down. So yeah, I think that'll be my application this week. Okay. And I guess uh, it's my turn to pray, I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Um, help us to study it better, to be focused on it, to pull out what it is you are trying to tell us, not just what we find fascinating, but to really be listening to what you are trying to guide us towards and where you're trying to root out the sin and um, so we can throw it away and repent and turn away from it um, and follow after you even closer and grow and be um growing in our relationships with others, too, and helping them to uh, also grow closer to you. Um, uh, particularly with me, just help me to not be harsh with the use of my authority. Um, help me to build and up instead of tear down. Um, I mean, I know I do that sometimes, but I'm not perfect by any means, and I definitely do uh, slip into the tear down sometimes um, and harshness. Um, and uh, help... Uh, as all to just remember to look for application as we're studying um, and help us to not be boastful um, and to and to build ourselves up uh, to look good um, and to please other people. Um, help us not to just be focused on pleasing other people because that will tear us away from you because then we will do things that are against your word or not confront things that we should just because we want to please them and have them like us. Um, Help us to remember that we are nothing without you and that we need you and that it is your glory that should be shining through us, not our tarnished one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.